Welcome everybody to the Forge in Light podcast. We're on episode 11. We got a big episode ahead for you guys, so stay tuned. lives in all places and all things you can block it even try to trap it but the light always finds its way because we are forged in light tonight as always I have with me I have Myself, Lich, we got Krim, and we got Doom. We just got the the final shape showcase. Um, we're not going to talk a lot about the the season of the witch tonight because we're going to we're going to live in the season for a minute before we actually we dive deep in and, and get any opinions about it. Because yes, flashy things look nice, but sometimes the flashy goes away pretty quick. Um. So we're just going to kind of focus on what the final shape looked like and, and some of the quality of lights and the moving forward, the episodes post after final shape. So how are you guys doing? How you, how you feeling? Doing good. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, I, got, I got some personal stuff going on, but it'll get resolved. But other than that, I'm really, I'm stoked for what we saw yesterday. Yeah, we know you got that wrong penis pump. So you're trying to send it back. <laughs> It's hard because it's so small. You can't find a package small enough, right? <laughs> Damn it. I would be mad, but I'm stuffing my face with jerky right now, too. So <laughs> you, like, you like jerky, huh? <laughs> you like jerked meats? Hey, man, I'm sad. I, I need, I'm stress eating right now. Oh, man. So it was, uh, what was everybody's impression to this as, as opposed to beyond light and you know this was i liked the showcase i thought this was a good presentation of the final shape and and where this is going to go yeah they definitely have a lot of well-paid people in the right positions to develop these marketing campaigns to make them good like they they do a hell of a job they've done it on Every showcase prior to this that I've seen, they're always they're always a hype fucking factory. Totally, but it's like I'm. I think this showcase was better than Lightfall. I was kind of looking for some of the same things that they did during Lightfall. I was pleasantly surprised to see the things that they talked about. Uh, heavy on the lore, heavy on the story. Uh, really driving home the fact that there's going to be a conclusion in the campaign and raid. So, and they they did say they are kind of independent of each other. Like there'll be a satisfying conclusion in the campaign, but also there'll be more in the raid. But the raid isn't necessary for the story. So, yeah, I think overall their presentation. I think Joe opening up the showcase itself like there was something very personal about it even though we know that this was shot probably a month or two ago already because he did have the porn stash still and 
in last week's video that he released, he did state that he's like, yeah, you're going to see that I still have my stash on. So, um, and in the video, in the newer video, he doesn't have it, but there was something really touching about his opening monologue. And I'm not going to lie that like I was at work watching it or at least listening to it. And, uh, and it definitely tugged at some heartstrings, even though we've been in a state these last few months uh, with Lightfall's release, uh, it's, it's, it's been a little rocky with the community and people love or hate it. And it seems to be more of the later. Uh, but I, I really liked his introduction. I really liked the way they proceeded. And uh, like Doom said, uh, the information that they provided us, I almost, if I had to rate these, I, I would rate it Witch Queen, then probably this one then beyond light and then lightfall i felt like lightfall is really weak in its presentation they were really riding the coattails of what beyond light and witch queen did because in retrospect when you really look back at it even though beyond light was a little weaker in the story and i guess in content you got to respect the fact that these developers these artists were able to create that entire year of content while at the in the middle in the, the biggest point of covid so I respect that aspect alone. And that's why I hold like Beyond Light such high regard because like if they were able to pull that off while they were at home, like yeah. they they were gonna pull off something great after that, which they did. They gave us Witch Queen, it was excellent. Uh, so that's why I think that's why it's such a disappointment of how we got Lightfall. But besides the point, now it seems like final shape, they're really delivering on what people have been wanting and I, I really listened to a lot of the verbiage they were using as well, so I, we could come back to that. But I really, I really found it interesting some of the words that they were picking and choosing to say uh, and and describe certain things in the in final shape when it does come up. Like even the intro when when Joe starts talking, like I don't know if you guys picked up on it, but the music that was playing in the background was the music from D one, like. Yes, when you it was. first drop into the tower, the intro to the game, like the loading screen, that kind of stuff. That it, it was the same music, and then they start talking about uh, the the pale heart of the traveler and this like very linear destination that we're going to drop into to to finish the game, and how it's the tower from D one, which I thought was fitting and nostalgic and. You know, you started this whole story, this whole journey in that tower, and you're going to start the end of this journey in the same tower. So not the same exact one, but you know what I mean. So it's very, very nostalgic, lying heavily on the, I would say, you know, the, the community that's been here the whole time. So, yeah, I think after after the feedback they got with Lightfall and the, all the negative reception that Lightfall has been got, given, I think it really hit them like, holy shit, um, as good as we have been the past few years, because I felt like for a while there, Destiny was just on a constant up, you know, it was constant up cycle. Um, maybe not the greatest, obviously it's not a perfect game and no game is, some games still have certain faults and that's okay. But, you know, I always felt like they were moving always in the positive um, and not until Lightfall. And after Lightfall hit hit the way it did and did not land for a lot of the community, I think it hit them like, holy shit, this is our main 
bread and butter. This has been our flagship game, and we need to deliver on this because when you really think about it, all their chips are in this game. Even though they have a new IP coming out, are people really going to trust the company if they cannot complete their 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 grandiose game that they've been planning out for the last 10 years? If they cannot hit this right, people aren't going to trust it. They're going to lose a lot of faith in Bungie and who they are as a developer. And I think they've it finally hit them like the realization of like the impact that this final chapter is going to have on not just the game itself, but on the entire company and yeah. everyone that works there. It's it's got to be, which which it seems like they're they. I mean they they reiterated this multiple times. It's like this is going to be like the greatest hits of Destiny to the Light and Dark Saga. We're going to go to this linear place. It's going to start off as something cozy that we know and remember, and then slowly it's going to turn into this thing where it's like, it's kind of, it's just a little different than we remember it because something's going on with the witness and the pale heart. They don't really go too much detail about it, but yeah, it's definitely, they got to, they got to end on a big note and they, they know it. They got to stick the landing because if they don't, I mean, it's going to be hard to sell destiny post final shape if they don't stick this landing hard enough and like can tell that they can complete the story well it, it's not going to be hopeful for them post final shape and that's for their other ips too their new IPs. yeah who's going to yeah. want to purchase in the marathon or the other moba uh which is still a secret game moba, moba frog like sim life yeah every it's got every game <laughs> Yeah, who's going to really want to buy into a company that can't deliver in their... I mean, this is like, like you said, this is their flagship game. And if anything, you would think that all their chips would be in this in, in this basket, even though it's nearing the end of its its lifespan. And I get it. They have to move on to newer and better things and newer IPs and all that stuff. But it's like, man, this has been your baby for so long. You would want to see it blossom and just like go out in a blaze of glory. But yeah, who knows? Uh, we, we saw what Lightfall did, and so far from what we've seen in the showcase or what we did see in the showcase, I, I took a lot of positive out of it. Yes, am I still a little bit, like, skeptical about certain things? Yeah, I'm going to be. Uh, we were all burned with last season, but or two seasons, or Lightfall's drop, but I'm a, I'm a diehard Destiny player, and you guys know that. I know you guys are as well, and I, I, want, I, ho- I hold faith that they're going to be able to turn it around. Yeah, it's gonna be. I have high hopes after watching this. Like, it's it's gonna be a good good conclusion, and it's gonna be a good if you want to a stopping point to play the game and stop playing the game or like move on from it and just play it more on a casual basis and just do these missions every so often. Maybe once a year you buy all the missions and just go for it. But we'll we'll get into those later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the story does the story does look great. I that intro trailer and then them intro talking about the what the what it's going to look like how it's going to be linear and it's it looks cool it does like and that's where i want to like kind of touch base on some of the verbiage that some of the uh lead directors were using and even joe black like when joe said he's like this is a linear take uh this is going to be our first linear experience one of the developers said uh then somebody else said like this is going to be a linear enclosed experience for everyone and you can't look up guides. And he said that. I'm like, that really stood out to me. I'm like, that's 
why would you say that? That's very weird. Like, what do you mean you can't look up guides? And in my mind, I was like, what are you talking about? Within a day or two, there's going to be hundreds of content creators with, oh, this is how you get this. This is how you do this. This is how you do this. So I'm thinking, are they trying, since this is a linear, this is going to be a linear intro, uh, intro, um, introduction into the story, do do you think it might be kind of roguelite? Uh, I doubt it. I think they just more so, I think he more so meant from the point of like, it's going to be, because they also in the, that same line of uh, line of sentences, they were like, it's going to be a fresh airlock package for you to open up. So I think they're just meaning like once day one, you open up Final Shape, get it downloaded and start playing it. You're not going to have any, any, uh, walkthroughs or guides to look for right away you know what i mean like you're gonna be experience the story with the streamers and like you're gonna you're gonna get through it with them and you gotta figure it out you know there's not gonna be a guide for you at the beginning i'm sure there'll be guides man and and it would be cool if they added like a roguelite aspect but i think they don't need to focus on mechanic Uh, sure yes mechanic they need to focus on but they don't need to innovate too much they need to focus on making sure this fucking story slaps agreed agreed yeah that was uh the beginning of the showcase everything they talked about felt like lessons learned from last year and where they were last year getting super excited i know i joke about it all the time but it is kind of a uh the punching bag in the community right now but you know, bragging about the puka pond which was a total like it didn't matter it, it, it was filler and I like that there wasn't that thing. They weren't like, you're going to love this new part in the pale heart. It's so adorable. And no, it was, <laughs> this is the story. This is the witness. It, it is all hands on deck. We are in this fight to like from the moment we drop and we get into the pale heart of the traveler. It is like, we are on a mission to stop the witness that has been there for a while you know like way before we got into the pale heart or got inside the traveler and it's like that's the mission like from the the moment we drop it's like go and i love that i love that mentality like time is of the essence this is uh i'm sure it's not going to be like an actual timed thing but still it's it's cool to experience that kind of stuff it's uh, a high stakes like they they talked about it this is the most difficult challenging enemy that we've fought thus far the the stakes could not be higher and i i like that i like you said the verbiage that they've been using throughout this whole thing it's promising and i'm excited yeah very very yeah well, with the slapping story, is going to come some slapping supers. <laughs> Try to say that five times fast. <laughs> so, so like that. Uh, I know. Supers. Or uh, Sylvester. Suffering <laughs> <laughs> succotash. <laughs> but they they announced three new supers. I don't I don't think we're getting that new subclass that everybody was trying to leak. But we're getting three new supers. Uh, Krim, I'll let you let you talk a little bit about the Titan one. The Twilight Garrison. 
Arsenal. Arsenal. <laughs> no, wait, he didn't say yeah, Arsenal. <laughs> Twilight Arsenal. I'm sorry. You know what? I I was so stoked when I saw that. Uh, this, that trailer. First off, hold on. Even the trailer, we kind of forgot to say, we got to praise their animators and their trailer makers because their trailer fucking kicked ass. It had everything you want in a trailer. This felt like, I know they've said it before, like they want this to be the, their Infinity War, their Endgame. I'm not gonna lie. From all their marketing um, poster, their artwork, even the trailer, the music, like like Doom said, they are really leading into that. And my God, did they sell me on like this is epic! My Titan got a fucking Viking axe, basically, and it looks fantastic. Uh, it's a, gonna be a void void. Um, it's not what it's a one shot, so. Uh, you yeah. get three axes. You're going to be able to throw them on the ground or towards enemies. Each axe has a basically acts like a gravity uh, void bomb, void grenade. It's going to pull enemies in. It explodes, and I'm sure they're going to. It's going to stack with your artifacts and all, or not your your aspects as well, and your fragments. So that's going to be cool to look into. And then you could throw three of them. And what's fantastic is that you're going to be able to not. They do not disappear. You and your teammates are going to be able to pick up these axes. How long they last on the field, I don't know. It is just badass that I'm going to sort of be able to play kind of a support for, like, my teammates. Like, you know what? I'm going to clear the field. Everyone run in. Grab your axe. Let's do one more final hit. We all have volatile on. This shit's going to be It's going to be like a nuclear bomb going off, man, when we all land those axe hits on the ground. So uh, it looks super awesome. Uh, I'm really, really looking forward to it. And... Yeah, I, I'm it's, very stoked for it. It's more exciting that you're getting a ranged one-off super. Right. I think this is probably going to be the only decent, like, good super out of these these three new supers because Titans don't have that. Titans don't. They have Thunder Crash, but that puts you right next to the boss, and now you got to like work your way back to your damage spot. This will give you your one-off damage super from afar, and then you could just continue your your damage rotation i think this is going to be the most viable one of the three but we'll 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 see when it comes yeah this is like what i think people would have wanted from from baby hammers solar you know something like this but you know i'll take it in the void class i i think like having a void axe it pairs very very well for that for that class for a titan um looks great and i I'm really interested in the aspect as well with the grenade, being able to eat my grenade, hold it, and then I create a little mini shield for myself. And I, I assume big enough to even protect my my fire team. Uh, it didn't look that big, but it, I'm sure if they get behind you, yeah. Yeah, and I could walk you guys in, and then I could release that energy. I could harness that energy, release it. Now, they didn't give us details on how long if, like, oh, you only get to hold it for five seconds and then you have to release it which I, I know there's going to be a little time gate on it so that's fine or else it'd be completely op but uh being i like that defensive move it's another defensive maneuver with the grenade you know an offensive uh, weapon that you're going to be able to use sort of in a defensive way so i'm like that's pretty cool uh yeah. especially if you it's have nice. uh, in a void class yeah and you you guys know i i, I do love my ursa I, I love playing sort of a support titan defense so like uh, I, I feel for me this suits my play style very very well and i'm like i'm super excited to get my hands on it when it drops i'm ex i'm excited to see how it takes damage in pvp 
because if you could if it if it all takes damage and it goes technically to you then it's just going to be made useless in pvp by conditional finality because you're going to eat all those bullets and i'm not going to be able to miss a pellet and then i'm just going to hit you with the second one and you're just going to blow up (laughs) yes just make yourself a bigger target i appreciate that oh man Uh, how about you with your you being the warlock main of our fire team? Uh, what do you think of the new warlock super? Uh, again, I'm not a big proponent of roaming supers, but this is going to be a, a roaming super. It looks like a first person roaming super. And um, it's just going to overcharge your ability. It's going to make it to where you get more coming out of your snap and you're going to grenades are going to have epic tracking to enemies and while you're buffed you're gonna buff your allies so that their solar weapons will apply scorch it seems like it's gonna have a place i will i jump on it right away i don't know we'll we'll see we'll see how it looks after after some play testing you know yeah the true test doesn't even come down to raids the true test is is it viable for gms honestly that's like the true test of a new super. no i i don't think any any roaming super is really viable for GM level, for yeah. gms it's yeah. you're you're just putting yourself in a bad situation running around in that even with a super agreed i do like what they said about it like this said this is the closest super for a warlock uh since to kind of like clone what radiance did back in the day yeah yeah, like, they did say that. that mean? I'm like, huh. <laughs> oh, there's that. They're not going to have the self revive. Yeah, it don't no seem like they did. So it's, I mean, it, it looks it's- interesting. It might be fun to mess around with a little bit. But again, I'm just, I'm not a big roaming super guy. And I just don't think, I don't think they're viable in most situations. They can be viable in some PvP, but, you know, that's PvP, yeah. huh? And then we're also getting uh, Solar Soul, your Solar Buddy, which I think they really missed out. I really wish the Solar Buddy would have healed your your friends, but I mean, it just it sets dudes ablaze. It'll add Scorch, so I guess that's kind of cool. But missed opportunity, missed opportunity. I think. Well, what about what about you, Doom? How what do you what do you think about this uh, this new hunter super? Storm's Edge, where you get to throw a knife and then blink over to wherever the knife landed, and I think they said I get to do that three times, so you can throw three knives, which is kind of cool. I like playing Caliban's hand on my hunter, so like throwing throwing knives and making groups of enemies ignite. And these huge explosions is always fun, but that's just an exotic gauntlet. So I don't know how I'm going to like an art super that's dedicated to something that's kind of already done in an exotic. I, I guess I'll have to see how it plays out. Like you said, with the warlock, I'll give it a shot. I'm going to try it, but I don't think it's going to replace Gathering Storm because... I can't really beat that burst damage. It's like it's like you said, we, we base these on whether or not they're going to be usable in GMs for the most part, and you want that that burst damage to just 
blow your load basically and then get back to shooting with whatever gun you were using for dps at the time and yeah. I, so i don't i don't see this being super viable in end game content maybe memeing around in the campaign it could be cool but i don't see it being this like end all be all and i'm not really big on roaming supers for pvp uh i constantly screw up my roaming super on my hunter i uh, void I, I don't even know what the hell it's called like night stalker or something i always screw that up i i just i i'm so uncomfortable with it that i can't I, I just can't use it and in pve it's like okay you're invisible i can go invisible anyway like it doesn't matter so <laughs> uh we'll see how it plays but as of right now i'm not like super stoked the the Titan one by far blew me away the, the most that just I throwing axes and your friends being able to pick up said axes. That's never not going to be cool. Like that sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I, I wonder if um, once you pick up the ax, if you are rocking a void, your void class as a hunter or a warlock, do your fragments and aspects burst um, boost a based on what you have built you know are you going to be able to boost your axe you know to actually shape according to what you have in your build right at that moment so that's going to be pretty awesome you know there's so many like viable cool options that could come from this whole axe uh from twilight arsenal um to benefit everyone in general and yeah it's pretty it's pretty dope dope yeah. uh, super and you hunters are getting a new aspect too new arc aspect well I don't that one it was like it looks cool the like the visuals look cool but I don't see it being super useful I guess it, they said it's gonna be like like playing Street Fighter where it's like you're gonna be able to to run slide use that uppercut combo your tempest strike from being art and then while you're in the air you dash and you go up higher, and then you jolt everybody below you. So it's like a combo, you know? Yeah, I'm sure you're going to be able to move in all directions too, Doom. Like, you can move backwards, left, right. Like, depending on the direction of your thumbstick at the time, you're going to be able to have, like, quick maneuverability. Yeah, we'll yeah. See. Like, it'll be interesting. It'll be, it'll be maybe not for us, but to watch some really high-end PvP players really nail that combo would probably be a lot of fun to see <laughs> yeah right. yeah like i think i think i was i was watching cammy cakes video about the the final the, the showcase and he was most excited for the hunters because of the super and the combo because he's like i'm gonna use this super to throw a dagger way up high teleport to that dagger and then do some wild trick shot <laughs> i was like yeah i can't wait to see that <laughs> well, then we got the subjugators they showed us the fate the new enemy that we're going to be facing which seems like the lucent hive for darkness <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so i'm wondering if there's going to be a mechanic based on like having to destroy a, a pyramid something i don't i don't know but the, all these guys look like if roll can Rolk and Nezzy had a baby, you know. Yeah, many Rolks. 
So. We can still get a third uh, darkness power too, man. We still got one more season left in this for this year, or is uh yeah, this one runs till November, right? This season. Yeah, I don't, I don't see him putting out a, uh, I don't see him putting out something like that for a seasonal. That that's got to be big pay, man. I feel like. Then it whole new subclass in final shape. Then even though they didn't announce it now, I mean they might be working on it still. Yeah, they might I, be I mean, hiding it. Yeah, which but would, you would think would... like they need all the same face and hype that they can get. That you'd think they would want to put something like that forward. Maybe they were really leaning on the fact that the new supers and aspects would get everyone hyped up, which I think for, for the most part from what I've read or I've been following on Twitter, it's pretty like it's a pretty positive take so far with the new supers. There have been the occasional like, oh my gosh, really more light like light supers like come on, we have enough of them. I, I think they're pretty cool. I think they're they're different enough and unique enough to like kind of be a separator, so I'm fine with that. Um, but there's, it's really, really odd that we have three light and two dark. And I, I do have a feeling that they're hiding something and that's okay. You know, they might be doing it for a reason. It might be attached to the whole Zivu Arras stuff. Cause we still don't really know what's going to happen. And once we do get inside of the traveler, <coughs> who knows we're going to find what we're going to find and what the witness has created. Yeah, we'll see. But the subjugators will <laughs> oh my. the subjugators will have the ability to use stasis and they're also gonna be able to use strand. So the stasis will be able to, to, to freeze you out of position and it looks like the strand guys are gonna be able to suspend you. So have fun with that. <laughs> It's definitely going to be an interesting... It's going to change up a lot of these engagements the same way Tormentors did. And I I don't know how you guys feel about it. I thought Tormentors were an interesting enemy type uh, that added to engagements in the game. I wish they were a little more random, that it wasn't like this boss fight type mechanic. I, I wish they just sort of appeared, and that would be really cool. But... I thought it was an interesting enemy type, and they've used it a lot. Yeah, I agree. It, it just made you want more. That was the thing. I think like it's kind of a double-bladed sword. Like though they they hit well, they were great. And once you got past it, and once you realize, all right, the mechanic that it's attached to, where they are sort of tied into the story, and you know it's used as a boss or a mini boss of some sort you're not going to find those that that enemy on the field randomly. And I agree with you doing where like I wish they would just come out like if, if like if there was some sort of way the game tracked how many enemies you killed and if you hit kill 200 enemies without dying all of a sudden this random uh ad just drops out of the sky, you know, he just drops in and he's like he's there to fucking kill you, you know, he's there to get your ass. He, it, something like what Diablo did with the I know you guys haven't played Diablo but uh the butcher they put the butcher randomly in the game and it's RNG and it's people can't find the pattern, but I think it's based on how well you're doing in the game. And if you don't die for a while and you're going to dungeon, the butcher randomly spawns and he fucks your shit up. You're dead. You are dead. Most of the time when the, when you encounter the butcher in Diablo four, it's terrifying. I hate it. I, I was playing a couple days ago. It happened to me again. I was playing for like a good hour and a half. I was just rolling steam uh, steam rolling through the game and, Randomly, the butcher appears and just fucking 
demolished me. So it would be cool if we got a little bit more of that with uh, the characters. And I hope the subjugators, they're allowed to do that with the subjugators. At least it gives them a little bit more ease to do that. I did like the way they described them too, like these tacticians in the back of the the battlefield sort of directing enemies while also suspending you or freezing you or doing whatever with stranded stasis. It it sounds like it it's gonna make some pretty interesting fights. I, I, I am excited for that part. I think it's gonna be cool. I just hope they do it I hope like I said, it's just a, it's a more common enemy type and not just this like, oh, a boss fight, get ready. Here comes the boss fight. Like, no, yeah. just make yeah. them like hive light bearers, I guess, where you see them just kind of roaming around in certain areas. That'd be cool. Agreed. Then we are, they announced some of the, the new weapons in the exotics coming in the final shape. They announced the, the annual pass pre-order uh, fusion rifle, which uh, will take to any subclass, whatever it'll take to any element that you are currently, and it's in the energy slot. So you could technically, as he was saying, run all strand or all stasis weapons, which is it, it's kind of cool. I, I don't I don't know where you're going to use it that often, but yeah, you could have triple stasis weapons. Mm-hmm. It should be yeah, cool. I want to yeah, see how that plays. Yeah, how hard it hits and how well it really plays with everything else that you have. But, I mean, it could be a fun fun take on things. But the, oh, I'm uh, sure it'll uh, it'll run rampant in the Crucible over the next couple of weeks since it's a, <laughs> it's a pre-order bonus. We'll yeah. see how bad it is. Well, the uh, Kvostov returned that auto rifle that that was they introduced that at the end of d1 and i loved that rifle i don't know how i don't know if it's still gonna behave the same way in d2 that it did in d1 because i know you could change like you could cycle between different fire like firing rates i think there was like a 900 rpm and then like a 450 and like just basically the different auto rifle frames but it was it was cool. I liked that rifle, especially because I saved my uh, the auto rifle you get at the beginning of the game for some reason. I just kept it in my <laughs> vault. So when it like it did pay off later, and I was like, "Oh, that's so cool." My intuition was right. So it it does says that it will be customizable. So we'll, maybe maybe they're gonna go on the same boat, man. Hopefully. But yeah, Red Death but, returning and yeah, Red Death and and uh, Dragon's Breath also going to be returning. Yeah, and uh, Necro uh, Necro for in uh, Crota, dude. That's going to be yeah. Cool. Necrochasm yeah. is coming back. It'll probably be significantly easier to get in D two than it was in D one. <laughs> not not unless it's you. I mean, you're never. No, gonna I'll never it. get it. Uh, that's that's a given. <laughs> Do you, do you, I'm not even trying to make a joke. Do you have Vex or no? Did you ever get Vex? No, I don't have Vex. I have Heart Shadow and... Oh, God. Touch. I'm sorry. Touch of Malice and Heart Shadow, I think, are the only two that I have. Oh, and uh, 1K. I have 1K. That was the only one I got lucky on. I got That's that like my good. first run of Last Wish. Yeah. Jesus doesn't love you, dude. Whatever. 
No, not at all. <laughs> they also, interesting enough, announced two other new weapons subfamilies. The special ammo sidearm that shoots small homing rockets. <laughs> I don't even know what to think about that. Yeah, it's like something out of Cyberpunk. Or, or James Bond, dude. He's these mini, mini rockets you're firing off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll see how it plays. Our Austin it, it, Powers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And then a, the new, uh, like the I don't know, the support frame. I believe they call it a support frame auto rifle. It's going to heal allies as you shoot. Uh, I, I think this is going to be dead on arrival. I don't think I don't think many people are gonna really get behind this thing. Yeah, you're introducing a healing mechanic to players that have been getting by some of the hardest content in this game without any kind of healing mechanic from a gun. It's, I agree. I think it's gonna be like a cool option, but nobody's really gonna use it. I think I think it'll be. I think it'll be a meme gun. I think what will happen is it'll be a six. I see it now. Six Titans rolling into a, a Crucible match with yeah. two of uh, all of them on Actium War Rig, two of them with Sweet Business, and the rest of them with these auto rifles that heal. And two, two guys healing <laughs> one of the... <laughs> one of the guns and then there's two titans just standing in a hallway never letting go of their sweet business and never being able to die because they have over shields from their void <laughs> it is going to be stupid i mean so far you're not saying anything i don't like <laughs> just more bullshit that titans could do in pvp <laughs> or it'll be bugged and it'll heal your enemies when you shoot them and it'll like ah <laughs> oh, this, this is the opposite of what we wanted I bet, that's what happens. And I wonder how it's going to pair, uh, pair with the new, with the new, um, the new option for for weapons. Now that they introduced what they call, they're calling heel clip. So that'll be that'll be fun. <laughs> I we'll see it when it happens. I I think the gun's going to be dead on arrival, but you know I, I've been surprised before. <laughs> We sound so jaded. It's like <laughs> I, I'm glad. I'm glad that we're not getting overly hyped about this season. I know we talked about it, like at the beginning. People talking about, oh, this season of the witch. It's it's the greatest season ever. Like the season's been out for less than twelve hours, and you guys are singing its praises already. Relax. Like, <laughs> it's, yeah, like it's, be realistic now. <laughs> there's no way you can possibly say that. We don't know what the story is. We don't know how any of this stuff is going to go. Breathe. There is no way you know <laughs> any of this. Like, stop. Take yeah. take Bungie's shaft out of your mouth and just go ahead and be critical a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And it's okay. It's okay. I, I, I'm happy that we're taking this approach where it's like, enjoy the season for a little bit. Don't go crazy sucking Bungie's dick about this. I'm still in the boat that they don't deserve my pre-order yet. And that's kind of a big deal 
for me because I've been pre-ordering this game every time I bought it. So, I, yeah, it's I don't know. Yeah, Be cautious. Be cautious, everyone. Yeah, it, it just I see it, I see it as dead on arrival because, like we said in our in our group message, it's like this is a game where you put yourself at a a negative to choose support. Yeah. You're you're more better off making your loadout kill things fast than you are making your loadout make heals happen. Like you, you don't need to heal if everything just dies fast. So you're at a disadvantage like being a healer. And I can see it coming in handy in a pinch. Like, hey, uh, I pushed, like, I, I overcommitted to this engagement in a GM or something. And for whatever reason, if one of you were running this, you could potentially get me out of that. Out of that hyper-specific situation, I don't see much use. And, again, the likelihood of either of you running this in GMs is laughable. So... <laughs> yeah, I think I think we get to certain levels certain players do, especially who are players who are playing a lot of the end game content. Like I think we're kind of uh you know, we become victim of what we find comfortable and what we know is plausible in raids, end game content, you know, master raids, stuff like that. Like we gotta run certain things to actually be able to pull the best possible damage and not be a detriment to our to our fire team. You know, and I yeah, as nice as it is, and it's a niche weapon, like, if it's not going to, it's, you know, it's really hard to balance out a weapon that is a support plus a damage dealer. And I guarantee you, this is not going to, this is not going to push out damage. So, no. And I mean, the caliber of player that it would take to knowingly go into this, like, I'm going to heal my teammates while also simultaneously doing damage and, and juggling these either raid or dungeon mechanics or whatever you're running like come on let's let's be honest with ourselves here i don't no high-end guy is going to be running this stuff no yeah the first pug the first pug i go into a raid or dungeon or whatever and the guy goes and my pug goes well i'm just gonna heal you guys he's gonna get killed (laughs) because that means i'm going to have to work infinitely harder to, to pick up his slack that's gonna like, be all right this guy's I'm not fucking killing yeah. it yeah i'm on yeah i'm on ad clear <laughs> like okay so you don't want to do anything got it just say that <laughs> oh man yeah but <laughs> segue into the next part uh a lot of quality of life stuff the biggest one, the fire team power. That's that's a good that's a good addition that should have been done a while ago, I think. Where you just you don't not everybody in your fire team needs to be completely leveled up. If you're a friend who plays a lot more and you just want to get your friend into playing the harder content to let them see what's going on. And help them out and like get them more intrigued in this game. You will just get your your friend will just get boosted. They'll just boost them up to close to your power level so that you can run the content with them. 
Yeah, it seems like something so simple, and it's like going to be so effective. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be great. Because how do you? It's it's a great way to also introduce people who are new to the game, and let's say they don't have time to play the entire story and play all the episode episodes that like. Even though now they've also introduced uh, you being able to go play the past, you know, and play Forsaken, you know, and it's more of a and they it's more story based now too. the the episode. It's awesome. I, I did the first one. Like maybe someone just wants to try out. Maybe they need convincing with the raid and being able to bring them in. And like, all right, this is how a raid works. You know, this is the whole point of it. This is mechanics. This is what you would need to do. You know, just being able to walk them through that stuff is pretty cool. So. Or bring them in, bring them in to be able to do that stuff. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a good quality of life change that's going to open the game up to a lot of people that otherwise this would not be available to. It's uh, a big time commitment to hit the light level required or the power level required to do GMs day one or other especially at the beginning like if we have to like actually level up again after an expansion i like that this season they also said like you know like the power cap isn't gonna increase that was good i liked that Mm -hmm. i don't enjoy the power grind anymore it's not fun and it's just after a while it feels endless so i don't know i'm i'm happy about that that it's gonna open up the game it, it to me in some ways because i don't play as much as i used to i you know i'll hit i'll hit the power cap but it's not gonna be like a every everyday thing the way it was before so you're not going for plus 25 Are i haven't been plus 25 for two seasons now by the time GM's coming yeah, did around, you even so. hit 100? Did you even complete your season pass? Yeah, I completed the season pass. Okay. I've done that every season, but I, I'm not at um, I'm not at the recommended power level going into GM's. That's why you were sandbagging us the other day. Now I know who it was. <laughs> it, was the, know. Oh, it was the three light levels I was missing. That must be it. <laughs> oh, that was it, dude. <laughs> but uh, Krim, Krim kind of touched on it. They did add this season the timeline reflections to kind of give give story missions for each of the expansions, Forsaken, Forward, because obviously Red War is out. They can't, they're not putting anything with Red War. Uh, just, to, just to get people to understand what the hell is going on in this game. Because this is a very convoluted story. Like, if you haven't been paying attention and, like, watched a bunch of lore videos, and it, it's it's hard to understand what the fuck is going on with this game. You're like, the, the Zavala and the, the, the Eris, like, they're boning? Or, or is it the, <laughs> the big, you know, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked, like you were saying, Krim, I played the that story, that episode or whatever it is for Forsaken, kind of explaining Cade and who he is and why he's important to the story. I, I do wish that they would do stuff with Red War and even some stuff, like they, they could do an intro to Osiris and 
any kind of expansion there's there's so many stories there it would be fun to try those different stories out but yeah like i it was kind of weird to touch base on that how they kind of skipped over our rise of iron during like the timeline uh, like recap and it's like they don't even want to introduce rise of iron but obviously that was d1 but it's like you know that was a pretty important thing but obviously we all know that they wanted to get rid of siva and not yeah they don't well imagine being a new light and like if we go into the pale heart of the traveler and there's anything about the speaker <laughs> a new light's gonna be like all right who the hell is this guy yeah I, I mean i was i was trying to get that envelope so i was watching fallout watch the uh the all the the showcase and everything and even he was like oh yeah i forgot there was a speaker like when they were going through all the old uh cutscenes from the beginning all the way to the end like, uh, yeah i forgot there was a speaker yeah <laughs> he, was a, said, like, he was a person the speakers <laughs> to the light what the witnesses to the darkness and we haven't had the speaker for eight years that motherfucker went out yeah. for a gallon of milk and never came back <laughs> like that's the case. that dude's lazy give me the witness <laughs> have the witness run us man okay. <laughs> So yeah, it, there's a lot of stuff that, if it is in the the final shape, would confuse the shit out of some people. I thought like a timeline going through the story so far with playable missions that explain key characters and pivotal moments in the story. That's that's awesome. That's a great idea, and definitely streamlines the new light experience. Yeah. Like, Kudos to whoever thought of that one. Yeah, this yeah. is this is Keitel. She's thirsty for Zavala. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so simple yet so effective just to have something like that—a narrative-based episode—and the way that they reworked the that mission that you're playing to be very like cinematic as well. Like that's all. That's all you need. You know, you don't. I get it. You can't introduce all that content back in because then we'd be we'd be updating a 300, 400 gig game, which none of us want, you know, realistically, even though we all say, oh, I, I'd do it, I'd do it. Like, no, you wouldn't. The map, the destination map would be fucking completely bloated with shit. Your game would be huge, would take up all your storage. Like, no one wants that. But this is a simple, effective way to do it and introduce it and be able to bring more people in, you know, and not be so, uh, it, it could be daunting to jump into Destiny. And this is this is a very easy way to, like bring people in yeah it's daunting for me and i've been playing for a while minus that like couple year break i took and i don't know how you felt uh doom after playing it i felt like it was a very nostalgic like walk down memory lane and i had fun playing that episode again i'm like this is awesome like it was just a blast you know even if it was just that one mission it was super fun it was super super fun for me i, I yeah I, I enjoyed it a lot i enjoyed it yeah. Uh, playing Solar 3.0 on my Hunter through that mission because yeah. <laughs> it's making everything ignite. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah I was running as my Titan, Arc Titan. I'll have to check it out, see see how it is. And next season, we're getting Fire Team Finder. Yay! Like every other good MMO out there, a way to to find groups within the game instead of having to go to either the website for Bungie or your respective councils looking for group. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, everything they kind of showed about that was pretty cool. It seemed like a a good a bungee way of doing a group finder. Yeah. Yeah, it looked streamlined. It looked like there's going to be a lot of options for you to pick keywords. That's going to be good. Simple, yeah. effective, clean, nothing bloated. That's it. You don't need anything that complex. Yeah, they added a lot. Of, they said they were adding a lot of tags, like inclusion tags. You'd be like, oh, well, I'm actually colorblind. So, you know, like if you're trying to explain a raid to something and you're like, oh, this guy's colorblind to blue. I can't tell him to shoot the operator, the blue operator buff, you know. <laughs> Interesting enough, uh, a couple, maybe a couple months back when Ron was still sort of new. Well, this was during Lightfall season, first season of Lightfall. Uh, I, I did an LFG of Ron to help people out, and I did have a player on our, on our fire team that I joined that was colorblind. I'm like, no way, you're kidding. And when we got to planets, we had to, we had to, you know how normally we do one, two, three on left and then one, two, three on right? We couldn't mm-hmm. do that. Or like we do colors on left or something like that. It was some weird thing where we had to do, like, we had to name them different things because she couldn't tell the color of the planets. So I'm like, oh, well, that's pretty cool. I guess like that was an interesting way. And that was my first introduction to that or experience for that. So people are out there that play the game that have things that impede on them from like really, truly enjoying it. And this is going to be helpful and not as detrimental to them because unfortunately sometimes community members can be a little dickish and they'll kick you out and all they want to do is run the raid. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's a it should be a good system. We'll see. Then, I guess uh, we'll we'll slow her down and we'll talk episodes. So post final shape, they're saying that they're going to go to the episodes. So they're only going to do three a year. They're going to last eighteen weeks a piece. So they're, the first one is going to run from March to June. I believe Echoes will be dropping with Final Shape. I think that's what I—that's my understanding is you'll be able to get into Echoes with Final Shape. It's going to be con- consisting of three different acts. So Act 1 will be six weeks. Act 2 will be six weeks. Act 3 will be six weeks. And then they're also adding... Surprise, surprise, more to grind. Now, your battle pass will be 200. It'll be level 200 with the first 100 levels coming in the first six weeks, then 50 more levels each each week or each act afterwards. Okay. See, they did say that these are one-off stories so they will not be kind of intertwined between each other you'll be able to take take off until november like you could just play um final shape and then fuck off until november and play every other game that came out in your destiny career and come back in november and then you could play the third one first and then go back to the first one and then play the second one they're all one-off. You don't have to worry about playing them in any specific order. I like that. I mean, I feel like the community has complained so much about uh, seasons and this drip feed content that we get 
that we have to like they had to change it up at this point it needed to be something different so i like that they're taking a stab at it and we'll see how it goes i'm it could be cool sounds cool uh six six week rotations for episodes yeah like i could it's what the stories typically go in a new season anyway is like six seven weeks depending on the story so yeah well they don't so they do they do talk about it a little bit and then they say that it doesn't have to be so formulaic this time like they don't have to do a a new activity every single time you know what i mean like they can they can choose what they want to bring forward in the next act yeah instead of instead of it having to be well, this season we need to do a six-man activity and a three-man activity. Next season we need to do a three-man activity and a dungeon. You know what I mean? Like they could yeah. just they could choose what they want to do, which would hopefully turn into more inspired works and like people working on what they want to work on. So maybe everything comes out a little bit better. We can only hope. I mean, I'm as always cautiously optimistic looking forward to seeing these changes implemented it's one thing to read about them and a totally different thing to play them yeah we'll see what they look like when they get here see if they'll keep our keep my attention or if we'll be gone in the wind being pirates (laughs) or something being pirates or exploring the universe in starfield (laughs) we'll probably be in the in the universe playing modded starfield <laughs> that and uh maybe fires of rubicon no no i'm really like i'm really excited for arm armor oh, dude so. game gamescom gamecom is happening right now like there is gonna be so many big announcements like ah. it already has been it's been so much ah. oh my god my pockets are gonna be cr- my wallet's gonna be crying this season man <laughs> It's it's hard to commit to a live service game anymore. Like I want to really play all these MMOs, but it's hard to commit to them because you're like, look at all of these amazing things that are coming out around me. Like I would much rather play these amazing things, but you know, it's uh, grass is always greener on the other side. Yeah, the way I see it. Mama didn't raise no quitter, so I'm going to see this game to the end, God damn it! because... Yeah, you are. I didn't invest all this goddamn time to start a podcast for no reason, so... <laughs> Tell right. you what. Yeah. What does your What does your mom think about, like, having sex with The Witness? Because technically that would be an orgy. Because <laughs> The Witness is a collection of an entire species, so if you bone The Witness, you bone the entire species. I'm going to run it by her and I'm going to try and recreate the face that she makes when through sound. It's not going to be pleasant. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Like, uh, I, I, I want to be a fly on the wall during that conversation. So mom, I was asked during the podcast, if you have sex with a hive mind, is it an orgy and go? <laughs> you whore <laughs> if you if you're a great person and you're listening to us and you have us on twitter or you're in our discord please answer that question reach out to us with your answer if uh <laughs> if having sex with a hive mind 
makes constitute you know makes it a uh, an orgy <laughs> it, but it could also potentially be you know the big r word too because it, do you think everybody in the the collective mind wants in on this it's true i mean is it a democracy in there how's that work yeah is it an oligarchy is it a monarchy <laughs> what is it communism it's probably communism dude so everybody's gonna get a little bit of this d you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> Uh, the workers can share the one, fruits of their labor. That one witness, the guy that we actually see as a witness, he's like, I, look at me. I am the captain now. This is my PPI. My PPI uh, can Oh, man. That's that's good. That's funny stuff right there. <laughs> that's good, clean family fun. This is a G-rated podcast. 100%. Lilo and Stitch all over this bitch. Oh, you guys got anything else? Um, Not really. I mean, I'm, I, I am excited to talk about season twenty-two once we actually get some time behind the wheel of it. So yeah, let's wet our whistles. Oh, I with, guess we. Uh, could, uh, I'm, I'm so sorry for the last thing we could recap. Uh, they are. They did announce the final collector's edition for Final Shape. It's quick, small. Yeah. Oh, the, the tower is that the D1 yeah, the tower. tower? Yeah. Which looks like a, a brick. It looks like someone yeah. 3D printed it. <laughs> it, is. it does. It's got little figurines that you can put on the tower. You can add yeah, that little pop the builder figurines. <laughs> um, I think it's a puzzle box. They didn't really. They they kind of hinted at the fact that like yeah, there's compartments in there. There's yeah, like there's lights and everything like that. It, yeah, mag- magnetic like little doors and magnets that you got to find that'll open up stuff. So that's it's, cool. It's cool, but is it, it, oh, it is it a hundred fifty dollar cool? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that's a hundred fifty dollars. And that's only for the digital version. If you want the pre- the disc version with the physical disc, it's two hundred and fifty. Yeah, I'm like, what? <laughs> You better give me the painted version of the D1 tower. And <laughs> <laughs> like, this 3D fuck. printed model bullshit. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> With the builder block fucking <laughs> Vanguard. I don't want no Roblox D1 tower, motherfucker. I need the goddamn thing. I need the whole thing. You are, you are oh. tripling my D1 tower. All I want right? fucking <laughs> Minecraft. I want up, up resolution <laughs> Minecraft, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Uh, watch, watch! We're laughing at the end because it, it, it ends up like, oh yeah. By the way, we end, we ended up putting a copy of like Marathon in there for everyone who bought one. <laughs> uh, Bungie is a company that really likes our money. They would not put Marathon copies. <laughs> somebody, at, somebody at Bungie just shuddered because you talked about giving away free content. Uh, <laughs> what a what a the terrible Hank Hill. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty much it for the showcase. That covers it all until uh, we come back next week and probably give our our thoughts on what the, the new season, Season of the Witch. Season of Eris Yum, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Get in on that. <laughs> Best season ever already, totally. Uh yeah. 
Everybody was singing the praises, the season of the plunder. I'm looking at all you streamers. Yeah. Uh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> he lied to me. Uh, not a fun season at all. How can you make pirates not fun? Yeah. Bungie did figure it out a way. They did. <laughs> they got their they... best people together and ruined pirates for me. <laughs> Top minds across the, the gaming development world. Well, that'll do it for the 11th episode of the Forge and Light podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Again, we will put all of our socials in the description below, and our our streams will be in there too, so feel free to come by and, uh, and chat with us and reach out to us on, on all of our socials. Have a good night, guys. Take it easy. Later.